13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. It's the Fun Kids Science Weekly. This week's guest is the science writer Chris Woodford. Uh, he's the author of many incredible science books for kids. He's the brains behind the website Explain That Stuff as well, which I can tell you has helped this show out many, many times. And he's here to tell us all about the internet because it's been playing on my mind recently, what with being stuck at home. So, Chris, thanks for joining us. I'm very happy to be here. Let's go way back to the beginning. Um, why was the internet invented? Not, not how just yet, but why was it invented? Well, I suppose back in the beginning, there were relatively few computers about. Back in the 1940s, Thomas Watson, who was the boss of what was then the world's biggest computer company, said, uh, IBM, said uh, the world would need only about five computers. That was his prediction. The entire world would need five computers forever. And obviously, that was probably one of the worst predictions anyone has ever made. But <laughs> 60, 70, 80 years on, and now we have a billion computers, and we have lots of things that we want to do with them. And so the internet was really invented to link all those computers together and to link together all the people who want to use them. So that's really how the internet came about. Lots more computers, lots more people who wanted to use them, and lots more things people wanted to use them for. So the internet's all about connecting all these things together. Now, very basically, because I imagine the answer to this could take up a whole year's worth of this show, but when they have this idea that they want to connect people, they want to share information, how do they start making that happen? Like, what happens day one of trying to create the internet? Well, the first thing was to ensure that all these computers could talk to one another. I mean, when I was at school, which is going back several decades now, when I was at school... Um, there were all sorts of different computers and none of those could talk to one another. They all worked in slightly different ways. Um, if you could program one computer, you couldn't program a different computer. So the first thing was to make sure that all these computers were talking the same language. So that's the essence of how the internet works, making sure everything talks the same language. And that's why, for example, your, you know, the iPhone in your pocket can now communicate over the internet with, say, a computer in 10 Downing Street, look at the 10 Downing Street website, or you can look at the NASA website, or you can look at the government of China's website. All computers now work the same way, essentially share information in exactly the same way. What is that language? Well, that language is, at its most basic, it's called ASCII, the American Standard Code for Information Interchange, which really just means... Uh, the letters A to Z, the numbers 0 to 9, the basic characters, each one of those has a number. So, for example, the, 
the letter A would have one number, the letter B would have another number. So we, we translate all our letters and characters into numbers. And then every computer on the planet, absolutely every computer on the planet can understand that system. So that's the essence of how they can all talk to one another. Now, without giving away your postcode, Chris, where do we find you right now? Geog- where, where- Geographically, I'm in yeah. Dorset on the South Coast. So you're in Dorset in the South Coast. I'm in South London. So there's a good stretch of, I, I don't know, I guess 100, 120 miles between us. Yet we're yeah. talking instantaneously. Can you talk us through the, I guess, the hardwired technology that that makes this happen so i'm talking into my computer which then goes to wi-fi to a router which then travels to your router which then chats to you how does that work yeah well it's amazing isn't it because we are actually conducting this in this interview over the internet and without the internet this would not be possible i'd have to get on a train and come up to london and sit in a studio with you and all that sort of thing but the essence of the internet is really the telephone for, for, for most of us the essence of the internet is the telephone network and there are three parts to that. There's a, there are wired cables, um, like sort of grubby bits of old copper twisted together. Telephone engineers call them twisted pairs. Uh, and then there are fiber optic cables. So that means fiber optics means sending signals down little thin strands of glass and plastic using laser beams. And then, as you say, there's wireless. So that's Wi-Fi, mobile phone signals. And the internet is a mixture of all these three different things coming together. And the reason we... I guess the reason we don't realise that the internet is so amazing is that all that stuff is actually hidden away. The wired cables are all sort of hidden away in your walls, the walls of your house and buried underground. The fibre optic cables are dug underneath the streets of London or wherever you happen to live. And wireless connections, well, well, you know, when you're using your mobile phone to talk to um, a wireless mast that might be on a building 10 streets away. It's all happening invisibly with radio waves. So the amazing thing about the internet is that most of the technology that makes it happen is completely invisible. So Chris, I know that some of the information that you can pass down the internet through these lines that you talk about, it you know, quite big chunks of information, gigabytes of stuff. How does the internet break that up into small manageable bits to help move it? <laughs> Well, that's a really interesting question. And I like to think of, think about this in the same way that if you were, say, trying to move house. Let's say I wanted to move house from London to Scotland or from Scotland to London. But I didn't just want to move the contents of my house. I wanted to move the entire house. Well, I could, you know, you could sort of imagine digging up the foundations of the house and hiring this huge, great lorry and putting the house on the back of the lorry and then trying to drive this lorry. And it, sooner or later, it would get stuck somewhere. It would get stuck under a bridge or it would, you know, it would not be possible to send such a massive amount of information. And the internet has the same sort of problem when you try to send a large piece of information. So instead of sending a huge, great piece of information, what you do instead is break it up into lots of little packets. And going back to the idea of the house, it's a bit like if you're moving the house, you break the house into, you know, take it apart and break it into individual bricks. And you put each brick in an envelope and you post those bricks to your new address in Scotland or wherever it happens to be. And some of those bricks might travel on the road network. Some might go by, you know, by helicopter or some might go by ship over the sea and eventually they would all arrive at your new address and you could put them all back together again and you'd have your house. So by breaking this gigantic amount of information into tiny little packets, you can send it very efficiently. Some packets go one way, some go another way. And this technology, which is called 
packet switching is actually the essence of how the internet works and how it can work so efficiently and how it can send so much information all at once uh, in so many different ways. And it does that all around the world, doesn't it, Chris? How does internet traffic get round the world? Because between, you know, between me in London and you in Dorset, it, it's mostly road, a few fields and a couple of hills, your end. Um, a few but, sheep, yeah. <laughs> but there's oceans, there's mountains across the world. Uh, how does that work? Well, it's actually very interesting because, again, going back to what I was saying before about the internet mostly being invisible, it turns out that there are just hundreds of cables going underneath the ocean. I think it's something like 400 submarine cables that go all around the world carrying internet traffic. There are 40 or so of these all around the coast of Britain. There, are, I think there are about 12 around the coast of France. And so each country has got all these cables coming in and out of it. And um, if any one of these cables broke, you know, something like a, a sea monster, if there are such things, chomped through one of these cables it actually doesn't matter because there's so many of them that you could just send the packets of information we were talking about a few minutes ago you could just send those packets via another cable so if our connection between england and france was broken we could send the information off to ireland perhaps and then ireland could send it round to somewhere else and eventually it would get to france via another route now through uh, lockdown while being stuck at home uh, I've had to use this time to speak to family all around the world on Zoom and FaceTime and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I'm always blown away that it happens so quickly. I mean, there, there's almost 10,000 miles between the UK and Australia. Yet I can see my auntie, we can speak uh, without any gap as if she was in the same room. How does it happen instantaneously? Well, the essence of the internet, as I was saying, couple of minutes ago is that um, we're using a mixture of wired cables, fiber optic cables, wireless, and through all those three different types of connections, information travels at almost the speed of light. So uh, speed of light, that means a uh, piece of information traveling at the speed of light can go something like seven times around the world in one second, or if you think about the sun, the sun sends its beams of light to us in about eight minutes. So speed of light is essentially the answer to that question. Incredible. Um, Chris, you've kind of covered all the questions I've got now, but I'm always getting these internet things. So no doubt uh, I'll ping you a message later and we'll try and get you back on. Uh, Chris Woodford, as I say, he's written so many amazing science books. You can look them up on the website, chriswoodford.com. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. That was an interview from the Fun Kids Science Weekly podcast. There's a new episode every week. Find it wherever you're listening to this or ask your smart speaker to play the Fun Kids Science Weekly podcast. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. 
Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.